1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your
0: confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Or imagine being able to be magically
0: whisked away to Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware.
1: And to throw it, Slam. This bugs for you. Mizzou. And there. They don't get no better than that, man. Back in the game, Shane Ray, and look at what he just did! Sam! Touchdown, Missouri! This is the Mazzotcast.
0: Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the guest. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony, and with me, as always, is Drew Locke's manicurist, Colin Anthony.
2: What's up, dum-dums?
0: Not joining us tonight is uh, Brian Goers, who is busy cleaning the blood and shit off the Delaware State locker room floor tonight.
2: Yeah, that was unfortunately assigned to him.
0: Somebody's got to do it, and Brian apparently was the man. Yeah. What a game tonight. Good Lord. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, fucking shit. As Zodcast fans might realize, we didn't have a we didn't have our typical midweek preview program this week. No, and, we did not. And we, you know, we planned on it, and we interviewed a guy from uh, Delaware State. It became pretty apparent. It was a nice guy, a guy named Dennis Jones. He was the SID, and he said they didn't have a television play by play guy. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a radio play-by-play guy. They they only had a, web, a webcam mm-hmm. person yep. for their for their games, and he went on to describe you know what Delaware State was about, and it became clear that it was like the fuck this is gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a high school team. So I mean, what the fuck is the point of even previewing something like that?
2: The you know the the, the obvious positive to this is um, they did exactly what you're supposed to do against a. Absolute cupcake team. They just yeah. fucking destroyed them. 79. Nine. Yeah, 79 to 0. I was going to say 78. 79 to 0. Should have been 80 if Tucker McCann had not yet again missed a <laughs> extra point. But uh, yeah. yeah, so 79 to 0. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, quite a win for the Tigers. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was it's exactly what you want, but also it doesn't tell you a no, you goddamn No, you can glean thing.
2: nothing from this game. The offense continued to... Look good. Um, yeah. What you would expect them to do if they can move the ball against Georgia, then why not Delaware State?
0: Although, yeah, I mean, not to jump ahead, but fucking Georgia got slaughtered by Ole Miss this weekend. Yes. So, what does that tell us yes. about last uh, week's game? This season continues to be an absolute question mark. We're three weeks into the season now.
2: I don't feel I know any more about this football team, honestly. Well, that's not true, but yeah, you know, the offense is better. But that's really the only four weeks
0: into the football team season now? I don't know. Who can counting regardless? <laughs> Where we are in the season, I don't know shit about what's happening.
2: No, I don't either. It's uh, it's on. Uns- okay, let's go through the game, Britton. Okay, um, let's, let's quarter one. Mizzou scored a shit ton of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarter two, Mizzou mm-hmm. scored a shit ton of points. Uh, they went in halftime uh, up fifty eight to zero. Mm-hmm. They came out third quarter and scored a shit ton of points. Right, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, to shift gears a little bit, they scored a shit ton of points. What about Delaware State? Was their offensive strategy? Um, they didn't get past the fifty yard line in the second half. <laughs> I think they had seven yards of total offense. And yeah. you know, the the one thing I'll say about that is there was quite a few of the second stringers playing in the second half, and Delaware State moved the ball even less than they did in the first half. Wow.
0: It was remarkable. I mean, it was the kind of thing where Ish Witter. Be called on to run, and he'd go for eight yards on a on a play where yeah, I normally... should tell you
2: everything you need to know. <laughs> Ishwitter was breaking tackles, making chunk yardage.
0: Yeah, and and they, I mean, the screen passes, the like Dink Nuck screen passes that we'd run, that was that would knock them out. They'd go for thirty yards. You yeah. know, with Jamon
2: Moore. The uh, the crazy thing, it, it just watching our receivers run past the defenders. Just run past them. I mean, you did you sh- Drew Locke would throw down the field, even if he didn't complete it, there would be no less than eight feet of space between the receiver and the defensive back who just simply could not keep up, was just not the level of athlete required to play, you know, at the, mm-hmm. in this game. Drew Locke looked good, which, I mean, he should, obviously, but he continues to look good. He continues to look impressive. Who knows what's going to happen this year? It's hard to say, but the way the receivers are coming along, the way drew Locke is coming along it gives me optimism for next year you know Mm -hmm. i mean when all these guys are a little more seasoned yeah it's it's hard to glean anything from this i mean honestly you know when we were sitting down to do the show we're like what are we going to talk about we scored 78 points and i really don't even know what to talk about
0: well i mean going into this game one thing i was hoping to take away from it was we just came off of that really really rough loss to georgia And Drew Locke threw three interceptions. So he looked so good up into that second half against Georgia. And I thought, well, this is at least, at the very least, it would be a good opportunity for him to regain confidence to go down to Baton Rouge into a game that early in the season people thought unwinnable, absolutely unwinnable. And if we can go in with some confidence with our quarterback, then maybe we can turn some heads and certainly he i'm sure he gained some confidence but i don't know how much confidence you even gain against a team like this and would just i mean what does that even tell you what do these guys go to bed thinking about what happened tonight other than
2: well i think we can say definitively that you know we beat up on one of the best teams in delaware
0: that's that's true i mean you know college football has been played in delaware for upwards of eight years as far as i know <laughs> and um you know one of the at least top 17 programs in in the state
2: and we we put it on them
0: we put it on them so it's something you can really hang
2: your hat on sure the one hey, thing mizzou went full cupcake this year with their with their uh, <laughs> other than non-con schedule yeah yeah i should say the caveat being west virginia but eastern michigan and delaware state i mean have been uh wow bad bad yeah. at football
0: we will see what Middle Tennessee brings to us at homecoming. But yeah, absolutely. And the only question I have, I mean, and this is really just picking for things to talk about regarding a absolute blowout mismatch of a game. Drew Locke continues to look first and only almost at Jamon Moore as yeah. his guy. I mean, I know he spread the ball around a little bit, but Jamon Moore had, what, three, four touchdown catches four. in this game. And um, I, I do worry that. Drew Locke occasionally only looks to one segment of the field when he's and it I may mean, granted when he make, looks at one segment of the field he often finds the man he wants to find mm-hmm. but there are times whenever if he spread his field of view out he could find other guys or or look off plays that aren't there.
2: Yeah, have we've seen some photos online of you know I think there was one in particular like last week's game where he threw in one of the interceptions he threw.
0: No, um, the last one, yeah,
2: yeah. They, there was a when you looked at the photo of the play, one of the Mizzou receiver, receivers was wide open, right? And he didn't it was see Hall, him. yeah. So I mean, yeah. You know, I guess if you're looking to nitpick, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and this the sort of thing Drew Locke has looked so good this year. I mean, if expanding his, you know, field vision, downfield vision. If you were able to do that, he'd be an unstoppable quarterback. You know, but you-
2: I guess if there's one thing I, I take from a game like this, or Eastern Michigan, and even, even Georgia, for that matter, is that the South Carolinas and the Vanderbilt and the Kentucky... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's
0: most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships... The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search
2: at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. While Mizzou may not beat them seventy-nine to zero, they they ought to win thirty to fourteen. You know yeah. that is my opinion at this point, based on what I've seen, and maybe that is off base. But I look at you know before we started the show, we we're watching South Carolina, Kentucky play, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking shit show. And uh, Vanderbilt is a turd burger that won by one point in overtime uh, mm-hmm. to Western Kentucky, so. Missouri, to me, looks like a much more competent, complete well better coached team than any of those programs, and so you know, I feel like six wins at this point it has to happen yeah the 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 season is a failure if it doesn't happen, and really, I am saying seven wins needs to happen it needs to happen
0: The Georgia game in hindsight is a game that looks like we let it get away it was our game to win we are better than georgia i'm gonna say that i'm saying that a week after losing to georgia we Mm -hmm. were better than them yeah um yeah and then we're watching kentucky vanderbilt i think there's no reason to think we can't beat either of those teams and both of them are on the schedule south carolina is the same
2: i think with the georgia loss and part of the reason i have optimism for next year is like i don't feel like that happens next year with this team Mm -hmm. the reason being is that part of what concerns me about this team a little bit is the youth and experience in the coaching staff. I feel like they're learning as they go. You know, I feel like, you know, Barry Odom's statements after the Georgia game alluded to that, like, oh, there's some things we would do differently. And they're, they're being seasoned, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're saying we know now we know what not to do in that situation. And so I, not only do I expect everybody, you know, who's actually playing football in the field to be better and more experienced, uh, after these games, after this season, but I expect Barry Odom and his staff to be more competent and, mm. and just, just more experienced. And there's no substitute for experience in any profession.
0: I'd, I mean, I think even this season, you're going to look at the team to continue to be more and more competitive in conference. And that you know, I've got a buddy who is, is like a crazy homer. And he, after mm-hmm. the Georgia loss, he's like, "We're going to go ten and zero. We're going to win out ten and zero. We're going to finish ten and two. Well, that's kind of crazy talk, but. Mm-hmm. But it also it does sort of speak to an attitude I think a lot of tiger fans have which is we're getting better Yeah, we're we're clearly better than we were last year and
2: there's this, reason for optimism when there was none last right. year.
0: Right, and we're young. Mm-hmm. Almost every area. Well, that's of the, what I mean.
2: You got you got a sophomore quarterback. Jamon Moore is not a senior.
0: We got the entire offensive line is youthful because mm-hmm. we had to replace them last year. The receiving core is young. You
2: no, know, that's what I mean. Look out SEC East in the next coming yeah. couple years. You know, what yeah. I mean, look out.
0: Yeah, our defensive line, um, our defensive backs, everybody. You know, the defense were more experienced, but we've got a lot of people coming up that.
2: Hilton had another interception. Mm-hmm. He seems to be picking up the mantle of the Dennises, and you know we will lose Penton this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, it gives you hope for the secondary. And Burkett's played like uh, a bit of garbage of late or beginning, but he's wildly inexperienced, and you hope that he continues to develop. We're going to lose Shearer. Uh, but it's in college football more so than the professionals, you just never know what's behind them unless you get like a five star recruit, like a Terry Beckner Jr., where you're just like, Oh, I've yeah, heard of him. because him of the, He's a huge name, and we're going to plug him in, in immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to come out of a game where you win 79 nothing and feel somewhat optimistic, sure. which I do. But it just the problem is it doesn't tell you anything. We got to go on the road in an incredibly difficult environment in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge. And uh, although, let's talk about it. I mean, the fact is. LSU has probably never been more beatable than they are this year. Yeah, they're in a bit word. of
2: disarray. You know, the coach is on the hot seat. They're a one dimensional offense with Fournette. Um, they just lost Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, who, the, who themselves has been not good. Um, right. You know, if there is a circumstance where Mizzou's going to go to Death Valley and get a win, this is the year. This is your opportunity. Your offense mm-hmm. is rolling. If you can contain Fournette, you're you're not gonna go to Death Valley under better circumstances.
0: And and expectations are slim to none. I sure. mean this team is not one that expected to win. I feel like it's anything. just like before
2: the Georgia game. I had no expectations for Mizzou to win that game. And I'd have no expectations, well, do I? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I haven't I had no expectations for Mizzou to win the LSU game. I, but you know, before you know, this week and before Georgia, I probably would have said chances of Mizzou winning in Death Valley uh, one and a half percent and right. i would say that's all the up to somewhere in the neighborhood of you know 37 percent. you know what i mean <laughs> 37 yeah nice round nice nice number pull yeah you're gonna say round <laughs> yeah i was gonna say around and then yeah. i realized that that makes me a stone cold dum-dum yeah
0: i mean it, it could happen i mean I, i'm i'm definitely not going to drive to vegas and Bet any money on it? No, sure. But at the same time, I'm not going to feel surprised if if we pull off the win against LSU. I'm going to be jacked. Huge
2: win for Mizzou on the road, West team, Mm -hmm. Um, and (laughs) it will. If I'm going to tell you this, if Mizzou goes to Death Valley and beats uh lsu you can kiss celeste miles goodbye <laughs> oh yeah it'd be mizzou. a great opportunity mizzou will to be get... the team that puts the fucking dagger in Les miles's heart <laughs> absolutely
0: i mean i bet people in lsu don't even know haven't even heard of the university of missouri
2: yeah as, and we've been in the conference for four years mm-hmm. and they still are like who well that being said i mean they haven't heard of arithmetic a lot of mm-hmm. them so yeah the um if 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 mizzou beats lsu there's not enough grecian formula in the world to keep Les Miles' hair from being white. Mm, no, be, it would, and Lord knows he loses a lot of grecian.
0: It'd formula. be glorious, and it would also turn the conference on its head. I mean, this is a this is SEC right now is. In, Alabama uh, and everybody else? It's utter disarray. Let's be honest. I mean, Tennessee beat Florida tonight and it was a shit show.
2: Yeah, second only to maybe the Big Twelve and just complete utter disarray. Because and I say the second only to Big Twelve because the Big Twelve has officially all of their teams have lost. They're not getting somebody in the playoffs right now, basically. Texas A and M who is currently playing and uh, what Alabama are your only hopes.
0: Yeah. And for a two and two team that doesn't have a single SEC win as of yet. Um, I don't think there's a single team in the in the conference that really wants to play Missouri.
2: Nope. Nope. And, I I certainly
0: wouldn't. And I I don't think regard. I mean, even though we're playing what can only be qualified as junior high, junior varsity football tonight. Mm-hmm. The, you, people see a seventy nine nothing score and they take they take heed. Yeah. You know, that's think, hard well, to put up
2: that many points. It's hard to put up that many points, and it's hard to let a team not even get off a field goal.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it's hard to keep a team from scoring a single point. And it's also hard. They, Missouri struggled to let up. They, I mean, they were trying their best to put the brakes on in that team mm-hmm. I mean, game. Uh, the second half, they went to a 10-minute quarter. Yep. And the rumor mill was that they tried to go to an earlier 10-minute quarter, but Delaware State had too much pride for that. And then after 58 to nothing first half, <laughs> they said, eh, let's go ahead and shorten things up.
2: Well, I would, I would say this. I agree with their decision. At the, I mean, if you're the Delaware State's coach and they come to you and go, do you want to do 10-minute quarters? I'd be like, that's a dangerous precedent for my team. I don't want to go in the locker room and go, guys, yeah. let's, let's give it our all. We're playing 10-minute quarters because we're going to get our shit packed in. Mm-hmm. So it's probably – I wonder if the answer was, no, we've got too much pride for that. Or if it was like, let's see what's going on at halftime
0: and yeah. revisit this subject. See what we sit. Maybe yeah. we'll come back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, 58 points later, they said, well – Let's start those buses. <laughs> Fuck, that's a long ride back to Delaware.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I don't have a plane. No, you
0: know what I mean they don't <laughs> no. have a
2: they don't have a they don't have a game day announcer for hour radio. So I'm I'm guessing pretty sure they don't have a private tickets. private plane back to Delaware is probably not happening.
0: Yeah, that's the thing too. I mean, after a big win, you want to just rub it in the faces of your opponent, but it's pretty tough to rub it in the faces of a, of a team like Delaware State. You just more have sympathy for.
2: Do they? I mean, do they have a following at all? I mean, I, who would you Twitter troll? You know, I, I don't know. The, I the mean, massive, the throngs of Delaware State <laughs> fans out there the, with their the, storied history.
0: The Delawegians waiting eagerly to hear the results of tonight's game. Yeah, fuck. It was. I went to the game, sat through what was stifling heat. By the mm-hmm, way, it was yep. miserably hot. Yeah, uh, I could only. I felt bad for Truman the Tiger. Felt mm-hmm. bad for the Golden Girls the cheerleaders and everybody who had to sit through it. At halftime, you think, "Where's this going to end?" Again, they were saying sixty-nine to nothing was the, the biggest beat down Missouri had ever given on anybody. And it's like, well, that's going to get beat. That's going well, to. I trash. don't know. That's
2: true. I, think, I thought I read that like uh, the S- School of Engineering uh, eleven was beat was beat like ninety to nothing by Mizzou in like eighteen oh four or something <laughs> I don't like know. that. Something,
0: yeah. yeah, but I don't know how it works on the record books. Regardless of what it was, it was it was a, a historic. Bloodletting, (laughs) bloodletting, and uh, I hope it builds confidence. But I also hope it doesn't weaken us for like, well, we're going to go out next week, and Ishwitter's going to get twelve yards on his first carry. No,
2: he's not. Yeah, the uh, the Ned Beatties of the world, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world, are the only kind of people that understand the sort of hardcore, violent raping that uh, Delaware State experienced today. I probably Leonardo DiCaprio more because while Ned Beatty mm-hmm. was raped anally by a hillbilly, I'd say being raped by a bear is probably
0: more significant. Yeah, well,
2: more painful, certainly, <laughs> uh, more violent.
0: Yeah, I guess breaking down the worst kind of rape is all you can do in a game like this. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, let's talk about movie rapes. Where does Jodie Foster being raped and the accused on a pinball machine rape versus bear rape, hillbilly rape? Um, As as it pertains to this football game. On a
0: spectrum? Yeah. I mean, it's not even halftime, I feel like. That's that's a walk in the park. We're not
2: even going to talk about Sandusky. He doesn't even, that, it's...
0: Well, yeah, Penn State doesn't even admit that happened. (laughs) Yeah. Colin, why don't we take a break? I mean, there's there's clearly... Clearly. We are struggling. Nothing to talk about in this game. And it, by God... It's the middle of the fucking season right now. It's the middle of the season. The non conference schedule was over It's nothing but conference games. And I don't know what to think about our football team. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a break, come back, and uh, settle ourselves and look forward to uh, what could be an SEC East Championship. I don't know. This is a Mazadcast. <laughs>
1: Now back to the Chloe Kardashian of podcasts, the MazzotCast.
0: Welcome back to the MazzotCast. Um, we have a special guest for you today. It's uh, the 30th birthday of the Missouri mascot, Truman the Tiger, and he was nice enough to join us tonight on the show. Truman, thanks for being on the MazzotCast. We really appreciate it. Hey, boy. Truman, how did you celebrate your 30th birthday this year? I know it was a, you had a big cake in the middle of the, uh, the field a few weeks ago when we celebrated. What, what was it like uh, celebrating the big
1: 3-0? Well, of course, you know, I talked to the kids. I loved the kids and celebrated the game. And then I hopped on a flight and went straight to Las Vegas. Paid some very high-priced prostitutes to hook a car battery to my testicles. And made sweet
0: loud to the morning sun. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. That is that is not what I expected for an answer from our beloved furry mascot for the Mizzou Tigers football team. Uh, but you know, to each their own, Truman. And uh, you certainly deserve a good time on your on your birthday. You know, you've seen a lot over the years as the as the Tigers mascot. Tell us a little bit about uh, your time. As the ambassador for the University of Missouri football team, some of your favorite memories?
1: It's been a wonderful, wonderful thirty years. I've seen so many wonderful, wonderful things here at the university. I've, I've enjoyed my time, but I tell you what, I've enjoyed these last few years as much as anything with our move to the SEC and, and our, our success in that and the football. If there's one downside, you know. Part of that fun was a result of how much time I spent running around Maddie Walk. To see him go was unfortunate for me in my social life. How so? Well, we just we were running buddies, you know. I I enjoyed a great deal of the nightlife with Maddie. He really had a special way to party.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Drew Lock, not as not as much.
1: No, Drew keeps it uh, pretty above board. But you know, in these thirty years I've enjoyed I've enjoyed my time. I'm I'm enjoying this. I rarely get to talk. Yeah, the certainly. He's very, very uh, firm about me not speaking for some reason.
0: Yeah, I think I'm starting to understand why. Tell us a little bit about you know since you since you don't get a chance to speak out a little bit. Tell us what a typical week looks like during football season for you. You know, certainly we know we see during the game um, getting the crowd excited and and enthralling the little kids. What does a week look like for Truman the Tiger?
1: My week is mostly going to local schools and performing for the children, I'm sprinkled with numerous trips to the Asian massage parlors here in Columbia. That's basically all I do up until game day.
0: <laughs> Why on Earth I love
1: the kids though, Brendan. Oh boy, I love them second only to Asian women's feet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Beat specifically, you say yes. <laughs> well, Truman, this this interview takes a turn that I don't expect. But let's let's look more about your official duties. As a university spokesperson, you, you you don't just come to the football games. Obviously, you're at the basketball games, the track meets, the softball, baseball, all those sorts of things. What's your favorite? What's your favorite part about being Missouri's mascot?
1: Oh, just you know the interaction with the fans. I enjoy talking to people when i'm allowed to but mostly i enjoy making silly gestures and taking photos and you know inappropriately touching cheerleaders and college girls and ample opportunity
0: (laughs) well truman i wanted to congratulate you on 30 wonderful years as a great mascot for our university and uh wish you luck in the future and uh, do you have any any uh, goals going forward in the next decade as a Tiger's mascot?
1: Well, you know, just helping the team any way I can. Uh, getting everybody uh, inspired about Lizzou Sports. Raising my own profile. Because it typically translates into tons and tons of wet trim for old Truman.
0: <laughs> Truman, every time we, we talk, I, I learn something that I never wanted to know.
1: Oh, oh, I, I guess that's a compliment. I'll take it. I'm Truman the Tiger.
0: <laughs> All right, Truman. Thanks for joining us. you Z.
1: C O U.
0: We're calling what a rare treat to get to hear from our mascot, Truman the Tiger. I didn't even know he spoke. <laughs> I didn't either. Some some people might say that. But I wish he hadn't.
2: Yeah, I you know I can kind of understand the university's apprehension at letting him talk
0: he's certainly an advocate for the school but he's uh he's also very enthusiastic about a lot of other things i wasn't (laughs) aware of
2: i feel like you know maybe too much of our blame was put on maddie mock maybe truman was a poor influence i mean it sounds like they spent a lot of time together
0: (laughs) could be an instigator i don't know but anyway i guess we should (laughs) should move on from that uh somewhat disturbing interview to uh to kansas news
1: I was I heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News.
0: Well, let's get to our first story. Kansas argues against school funding. Uh, Kansas sought on Wednesday to avoid a court ruling that could force the cash-strapped state to increase school funding by more than $1 billion. Lawyers for the state and public school district faced off before the Kansas Supreme Court in the latest chapter of a decades-long battle over equitable school funding. The state's solicitor general argued that while Kansas may be spending less on education than most other states, student achievement seems to be improving. Kansas is making excellent use of resources to do pretty well compared to the nation he told judges the state spends about 4 billion dollars on schools but lawyers for the four districts suing the state claim another 430 to 1.4 billion would be required to meet state constitution's required for adequate funding we're falling short and leaving massive numbers of kids behind an attorney said for the districts well no fucking shit <laughs>
2: Only Kansas could argue vehemently against funding education.
0: They're trying their damnedest to keep those schools underfunded. But, uh, you know, that's pretty par for the course, as we've learned through, I guess, the course of the last couple years under the great Sam Brownback administration. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's get to our next story. Sure enough, Sam Brownback pops up, Colin. Brownback and Advisors Abandoned Report of Kansas Economy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Governor Brownback's advisory council pulled the plug on a quarterly report developed to assure timely analysis of his administration's economic policies.
2: It's almost as if he doesn't want people to know what's going on with the economy.
0: I can't imagine why in such a great state. The Council of Economic Advisors chaired by Brownback will no longer compile and distribute Kansas-specific reviews on economic markers picked by the administration and championed as accountability tests for his economic vision.
2: Well, in his defense, these reports for the last couple of months had just been typing papers smeared with human fecal matter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was they were accurate, right, about the economy, but uh, that was all they were—not particularly valuable to the populace for the future. <laughs>
0: yeah. Absence of the state's quarterly review was noticed by the Kansas Center for Economic Growth, which used the council's report to advance tax policy conclusions contrary to those advocated by the governor. Yeah, the, the state of Kansas is going down a whirlpool of shit and this is just a sort of last gasp effort by Brownback to hide or um, disguise the fact that he's, he's turning what is already a terrible, horrible, miserable state
2: into just a waste pool of uh, disastrous you know, desolation. They elected Sam Brownback the first time and then the second time. I would have told you before that happened, you couldn't make Kansas worse. Governor, Governor Brownback has proven me wrong, and I don't mind admitting it. You know, I am I want to be like Barry Odom and be a stand-up guy. Open-minded. So, yeah. I, well, I want, to, I want to admit when I'm wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't want to hide. And I was wrong. Governor Brownback has done a fantastic job of turning what was already an absolute toilet of a state into a complete and utter dumpster fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. But let's get on to our next story. We don't focus too much on the great Governor Sam Brownback. No. Uh, let's see what we have here. Kansas man accused of videotaping women's feet.
2: It's going to happen mm-hmm. here in Columbia with
0: Truman. <laughs> Sounds like it. Overland Park, Kansas, an undercover investigator, um, said in Kansas a man was arrested Accused of secretly recording women's feet and legs, the man was videotaping as they sipped their coffee and ate meals in Overland Park. Their sense of security is shattered, especially when they are going into a place where expectation is that you're safe and that you are in a safe place, President and CEO of a Metropolitan Organization to Counter Sexual Assault said. One victim said Michael Montgomery stalked and filmed her twice at a Starbucks on 119th Street. He would pace an inch closer and closer to her with his camera rolling. Victim's advocates said the invasion of privacy was distressing. Always wondering where those pictures were going and where they would show up. Is that person going to be someplace else that I'm at? Are they following me? it can have a
2: devastating impact. It's almost like being a celebrity where, mm-hmm. the, when, in this case, it's perfectly legal to legal to take a crotch shot mm-hmm. of you getting out of a car. But uh, if you're a private citizen, this is no-go.
0: Yeah. I mean, in Kansas, it's just called good fun. But yeah. uh, in most places, it is considered a, a massive disturbance of your privacy. Well, let's say officers arrested Montgomery on suspicious of reckless stalking, which makes me question... Reckless stalking, is there a category of, of perfectly reasonable stalking that you don't get arrested for or is
2: well in Kansas there probably is. There's probably stalking is probably allowed under some circumstances and but if you're reckless about it, then you you're charged.
0: He was arrested earlier in January for the same crime and is currently awaiting trial. Well, yeah, typical Kansas stuff.
2: I just I'll never understand guys like this because you're going to go out. You're going to record it yourself. There are loads, and there's loads and loads of pornography on the mm-hmm. internet, Brendan. I can attest to it myself.
0: I know you've done tremendous research.
2: <laughs> yes, I have, and I I really feel like this this adventure of his is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's unnecessary.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no DIY necessary yeah, I in the world list of porno. No
2: less than half half dozen of sites that he could get as much of this as he wants, just right, right off the top of Porn your head. Pornhub. Uh, porn MD, mm-hmm. uh, Tube Eight, uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, <laughs> does it does, it does, it does. I mean, uh, x uh, you know, the Hun. <laughs> okay, um, okay. It,
0: Anyway, yeah. The the, the <laughs> point is <laughs> DIY porn.
2: Yeah, it's unnecessary <laughs> at this point.
0: Unnecessary. <laughs> and this isn't even really porn. It's just ladies drinking coffee at yeah. Starbucks. I'm not. Granted, I'm not the expert that you are, Colin, but I know that there are categories in Red this Room. World. Yeah,
2: the back page, <laughs> Nightshades dot com. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean
0: it's just. Well, I'm, I'm not even talking about sites now. You're just you're just on a roll, but I'm talking about categories. This guy's particularly filming women drinking coffee, I guess, in their in their uh, down under parts.
2: The hot room. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, what I'm seeing is. There's a lot of categories within these sites.
2: Yeah. Oh, they cover it all.
0: Yeah. Going to all this effort just to watch ladies drink coffee seems like a tremendous expenditure of resources. Sure. Given what's out there.
2: Well, we know from having Brian as part of the show sometimes Mm -hmm. that uh, some folks need different things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Certainly Certainly
0: his his, uh, lover does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Certain people have proclivities. And if you want to see a lady's legs while she drinks coffee and that's what takes, you know, then
0: more power to you. I, I suppose. suppose. Yeah. yeah. Just ask permission from the lady. Yeah. That's In what Kansas, we am saying. In Kansas, you're today. bound to get a
2: yes half the time. That's
0: absolutely right. So, I guess that's the valuable lesson we learned tonight. Um, there's one last story I wanted to bring to you. Kansas did not lose at football this week. What? They had a bye. Oh. so That uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, after their tremendously embarrassing beatdown to Memphis... Last week, Kansas is licking their wounds and won't play again until the next Thursday uh, matchup. So uh, the University of Kansas staved off another humiliating embarrassment. And they're starting to make national news as one of the most embarrassing football programs in the entire country. And so uh, Texas Tech will face those bad boys next weekend, next Thursday, I yep. guess, on the 29th. So who look wins, forward to again, that.
2: Who wins Kansas versus Delaware State is the question that's on my mind. Ooh. uh, (laughs) That's a tough one, huh? I'd like to see that, honestly. That's a dilly of a pick.
0: (laughs) It is indeed. Frankly, the number two guys coming in for us against Delaware State didn't make any difference whatsoever. So I can only imagine what what they do against Kansas.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, Colin. Shall we uh, take a little break and then come back and talk about the SEC because there has been a lot of interesting stuff about teams who didn't play FCS schools who barely could feel the program sure all right this is the mosaic we'll be back
2: hi i'm mike founder of dollarshaveclub.com what is dollarshaveclub.com well for a dollar a month we send high quality razors right to your door yeah a dollar are the blades any good no our blades are great
1: so, stop forgetting to buy your blades every month
2: and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com and the party is on.
1: Like a hand job with Icy Hot, the Mazat Cast.
0: Welcome back, Tiger fans. This is the Mazodcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the SEC this week. So let's get ready to go around the horn.
1: Jesus loves football.
0: Colin, there was an exciting night in the SEC, and uh, before we do that, I think we probably ought to fire up your uh, great image in the Paul Feinbot. What Here do you say? Go.
1: Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Man. Nick keep Samen. going.
0: So, um, all right, thanks for joining us, Paul. Thank you. Let's look at scores around the country. The first game I guess we should mention, and we are recording this uh, Saturday night, so uh, Arkansas is playing Texas A&M. That's quite a matchup, number 10, Texas A&M versus 17, Arkansas in Dallas and they're knotted up at 17 at the half so uh, you'll probably know that before we do but uh, all in all it looks like it's gonna be a good game
2: Arkansas putting up more of a fight than I expected is that I, right mm-hmm. I, I really thought A&M would kind of put it on them but
0: in Texas I certainly thought that they, they would win that game they still may obviously but uh, yeah it's a, it's been a good matchup for the late game it's a really good one Other news, Alabama took on Kent State, and that's not notable at all because uh, Alabama won 48 to nothing. It's another incident, as far as I'm concerned, of uh, Alabama beating a shitty team that they have on the schedule and not taking any grief for it, even though other teams maybe say, "Mm, Missouri uh, puts
2: a cupcake on their schedule and gets a bunch of grief for having a soft schedule. Yeah, Paul... Um, being one of the uh, ones who likes to point out uh, Missouri's schedule is just not as embarrassing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're right about that. Yeah, Alabama just played Kent State, mm-hmm. so there you go. Yeah, Nick Saban. Yeah, oh, right. That's
0: the difference. I yeah so yeah. Very interesting game coming up um, tonight that uh, I was kind of surprised by was Bull uh, Miss beat Georgia forty-five to fourteen. Quite a shocker.
2: Yeah, any confidence that we may have um, gained from giving Georgia all they wanted last week uh, kind of gets deflated here with Old Miss just absolutely fucking thumping their tub.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it didn't look great for the Tigers. It would have been nice if seeing Georgia have a little fight in them, but they had nothing going. Um, The next game also is is one that kind of pisses me off a little bit because University of Florida, Colin, your pick for winning of the SEC East... Went ahead, I don't know, 21 to three yeah, against yep. Tennessee.
2: Jim McElwain, Butch Jones hard in this game. They were up 21 to nothing. Yeah,
0: and they gave up 21 fourth quarter points to yep. the Volunteers. 38
2: team. straight, unanswered yeah. points.
0: Ultimately lost 38 to 28 Pathetic. against
2: Tennessee. Uh, Pathetic. Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I thought that. Same
2: thing Tennessee did to Virginia Tech. I mean, shits the bed the first half and then comes alive, and inexplicably, the team they're playing seems to have no answer. It's a, maybe. It's a strategic thing on their Tennessee's one. Like let's make lull them into this false sense of security, and then we'll just, you know, shellack them in the second half.
0: Yeah, is it possible Tennessee's going to go undefeated, not looking good in any single game of the year?
2: I hope not. I hope our Missouri Tigers take a big steamy piss in their mess kit.
0: Oh, that's that's my whole season right now. Is if we beat Tennessee, there's, I mean, yeah, SEC title wouldn't even compare to that. It'd honestly, be
2: great. <laughs> it would be great. Fuck the volunteers. Be prepared. If that happens, we will be playing. Uh, hashtag fuck Missouri. Sour grapes. Yeah, well, absolutely.
1: Sour grapes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, next game, LSU, our opponent next week. Colin played Auburn. And again, another very curious game.
2: Yeah, we both picked LSU to win this game because Auburn had been such a uh, shit show mm-hmm. and had played like hot garbage.
1: Hot, hot garbage. Gar- 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 gar-
2: gar- gar- and uh, they went and whipped LSU. Uh, it's it's really hard to know what's going on in the SEC this year. Nobody's mm-hmm. pulling away. I mean, other than Alabama, everybody just seems to be sort of middling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LSU middled their way into a loss. Uh, I. Twitter is a blaze with the uh, Les Miles, hang him, mm-hmm. light him on fire, shoot Old him out of a cannon into the sun. People been trying to fire Les Miles since yeah. last year, and yeah. this only, only of,
0: takes that to a whole new level. A
2: lot of uh, Michael Jordan crying memes mm-hmm. uh, for LSU. Yeah, it's it's hard to know what either one of these teams are, and uh, it, but it certainly you know gives me confidence. And you know, when you win seventy nine to zero, and LSU gets beat by Auburn and only manages to score thirteen points, it's hard not to have some level of optimism.
0: Yeah, you'd be foolish not to think that you know maybe we can do something. I mean, I'd have a lot more optimism if they were coming up here to Columbia, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, fuck, they don't look like a they don't look like a powerhouse. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, no, they do not.
0: Uh, Mississippi State played UMass and they won that game forty-seven to thirty-five. Though, you know, that's not like a that's not a blowout for Christ's sake.
2: Mississippi State, I think you saw their program uh, walk out the door in this year's draft, and and Dak Prescott. I think Mm -hmm. the the Mississippi days of being competitive in the West are probably over.
0: Yep. And so, uh, speaking of not being competitive, Vanderbilt played Western Kentucky and pulled out a thirty-one. to 30 victory so they're in two overtime. or two in the season <laughs> yeah, in overtime yeah so, this is again I mean, another team that continues to not impress
2: happy with Heupel happy with Odom but I will take a serious turn on these guys if they do not put a serious whip on you know the Kentuckys the South Carolinas and the Vanderbilt's of the world these teams should Missouri should beat handily
0: speaking of the Kentuckys and South Carolinas the world uh, those two played each other tonight as well and Kentucky came out with a 17 to 10 win in a non impressive fashion
2: well and that's if anything that that says like i said Mizzou should beat both these teams cuz Kentucky was terrible and i knew that you know South Carolina was going to be terrible they hired Will Muschamp but mm-hmm. i kind of thought this would be i really i i picked Kentucky just cuz i never want to pick Will Muschamp i don't believe in him at all but uh, i was kind of shocked i Wanted Kentucky to win, but I expected South Carolina to because I thought Kentucky was so bad. But no, Will Muschamp never disappoints.
0: That's right; he never fails to disappoint. When he disappointers
2: never disappoint.
0: Yeah, and it it does feel good to watch Will Muschamp flail. That's for sure. So in the final game in the SEC this week, obviously was Missouri versus Delaware State, and we don't have to go on about that. Seventy nine to nothing, and I have to think that even our um Dismissers, which are many in the SEC, Mm -hmm. will uh, take notice of that score regardless of the opponent. Sure. So let's move ahead to next week, week five in the SEC. And uh, let's get through the bullshit right away. Uh, Arkansas is going to play Alcorn State, so fucking shit. Uh, Auburn will play Louisiana Monroe.
2: You know, the one thing about Louisiana Monroe, I don't know what they're like this year, but they have in the past fielded serviceable teams, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like... Is it possible, you know, that they lose this game? Paul, who do you think is
0: going to win? Auburn. No, well, he doesn't have any questions, Colin. Yep. yep. He's always the SEC optimist, you know. Let's see here, any other dink and dunkers? Uh, no, the rest are SEC matchups. So mm-hmm. we've got Florida will take on Vanderbilt.
2: And Florida should win this handily. I would right. hope after the, you know, the complete bedwetting they put on today that they would uh, bounce back strongly.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, they'll clean their wounds easily with Vanderbilt. Tennessee will play Georgia. Now, Georgia played like shit against Ole Miss, but we also know that uh, Tennessee is capable of playing like hot, 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 hot garbage.
1: Hot, hot garbage. Gar- 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 gar-
0: so uh, it'll be interesting. I'll be rooting for Georgia, frankly.
2: I will be rooting for Georgia as well, though I, you know, I'm starting to believe in Tennessee from this standpoint. They're winning games, and they're doing it coming back from behind, and so that says to me they can win games you know they're Mm -hmm. capable and right now i don't know that i feel like georgia is very capable so while i'm not willing to give call tennessee a great team i'm willing to call them a capable team and capable may be all they need to be georgia
0: um yeah certainly i mean i think georgia has a lot of problems that tennessee is no national championship team as i've said many times before but uh I think they probably will win this one,
2: Paul. What are your thoughts?
1: Tennessee is still the pick to win the SEC East. Yeah, if Tennessee wins the
2: East, they're just going to go play, you know, Alabama and Atlanta get slaughtered. Yeah, and it'll,
0: it'll be sort of anticlimactic that mm-hmm. we picked this so early on, but it, that's the way it's looking. Texas A&M is slated to play South Carolina in a game, and that uh, also should be a no doubter. I think A&M is going to walk away with that one, even though it's in South Carolina. Absolutely. And speaking of no doubters, Alabama's going to play uh, Kentucky in their rare cross division matchup.
2: Mm-hmm. Poor Kentucky.
0: Yeah. So. Um, what have they done to deserve this? This is their once every 14 year beatdown by Alabama.
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's only once every 14 years.
0: Oh, I guess there is another out of conference game. Old Miss is going to be playing Memphis, who we know is uh, capable of whipping the shit out of Kansas.
2: Yeah. Memphis isn't what they were last year, but uh, Old Miss gave. Alabama, all they wanted, and should have mm-hmm. beat Alabama, and now they have destroyed Georgia. So I can only imagine that they are going to make that a bloodbath.
0: Ole Miss, yeah, absolutely. I think there's no reason to think that Ole Miss, the Miss looks good. I mm-hmm. think. I mean, they're
2: to me right now they're the second best team in the West behind Alabama.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> They they I, they what was it forty two to nothing or something before they finally let Georgia have a couple scores but they forty five to nothing maybe I think before they let Georgia have a couple scores
2: yeah I think if I was gonna you know just give you a top three right now I, I hate to say this but it would be Alabama, uh, Old Miss and then Tennessee and mm-hmm. I hate to put Tennessee there but that's not as much a statement about Tennessee as it is of everybody else and the rest
0: of the SEC I know I mean uh, if Florida would have won tonight that would have put Put the put the conference back into the position where we thought they belong, you know, but uh, they failed to keep up to our narrative, so mm-hmm. yeah, there Tennessee sits. Um, well, the final game of the SEC next week is, of course, Missouri versus LSU in Baton Rouge in Death Valley. Colin, your thoughts on uh, Mizzou versus LSU, who we face. Like I said, once every fourteen years.
2: Well, again, it's on the road, so you can't. But to me, this is a sort of a mirror image of the Georgia game. They've got a stout um, running back who you're going to have to control, and then it's anybody's game. Mm-hmm. So if you can uh, sort of contain Leonard Fournette, you would think the Mizzou passing game could score enough points uh, to give LSU all they wanted. I don't agree. Well, I didn't figure you would, Paul. But I don't. I really. I mean, like I said, I'm. I think I said 37% earlier in the show. I'm going to bump that all the way to 41%, Brennan.
1: Not I sure about
2: that. Mizzou might be able to win this game. No. I mean, I think I feel like Les Miles' situation being so hot, his seat so hot, uh, and that that tends to you know bleed into a locker room and there's a little bit of disarray. I'm hoping that Missouri can take advantage.
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: No yeah ball. yeah no, well it, it, it certainly is possible for I think every tiger fan certainly the ones going down to Baton Rouge think that's well within the, in the uh, realm of possibilities and I think LSU is probably you know as a fan base is as low as they've been in some time
2: Well I know uh, last year when uh, last year when I saw that the uh, Death Valley was on the schedule, I would have said uh, there is a 0.0.000% 0. 0. that we will have any chance winning this game. Oh, I like that bet. <laughs> and, but uh, now, like I said, I'm up to, let's say 43%.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you're up from, up yeah, from 37 more, and more optimistic.
2: Yeah. But by week's end, who knows where I'm at?
0: Well, ask me Sunday. I'll give you a 100% forecast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic as I have been for the Tigers this entire season, but uh, despite my optimism, the seasons tended to fall along as most of the the most conservative predictors have have thought we're two and two on the young season. We look better, but we still haven't won big games that we need to win and uh, teams like Tennessee, even though we think they're shitty, they're sitting at four 0 so uh, I mean i, I I would like us to be four and zero, and Tennessee to be two and two, and and then laughing at all the prognosticators. But until we win a game like the LSU matchup, we're just dumb dumb fans mm-hmm. and saying predictions instead of being wise old sages that we believe ourselves to be. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think it could happen. I. I have to say i'm not going down to baton rouge unfortunately because it's i, I feel like i should it's a rare opportunity to go down to death valley yeah, to watch your team play yeah, I, I feel like i should be investing in that but i'm not um i'm gonna be watching it at home and probably cutting myself if things don't go well well
2: you know honestly every year i try to go to at least one away game for mizzou mm-hmm. and uh, this was the natural choice you know a hollowed uh, ground of college football uh, death valley um the the group that i usually travel to these games with we had discussed it and really, because of the state of the football program last year, we were just like, why would we spend all the money and the time and the effort even to go to this hollow ground just to watch ourselves get beat 68-6? Right. You know, to six? Yeah, not worth that. And But, you know, if you could have seen uh, this team's uh, progress, we may very well have made that investment. But,
0: as well as LSU's dissension yeah. and continued inability to uh, have a quarterback who can do anything. So, yeah, I mean... I, I worry about standing too optimistic about this game LSU is still a tough team and it's still an impossibly difficult place to play but uh, but we got a shot so absolutely we, why don't you give me a score what are your prediction before we head out of this thing
2: um, LSU 24 Missouri 21
0: I think we got to keep LSU scores down I'm going to say LSU 14 which we know they're capable of scoring that mm-hmm. low and I'm going to say blow up 28-14 Tigers Missouri wow. Tigers win
2: that is a ballsy hot take.
0: Yeah, it is indeed. It's hot. It so, might be a
2: hot garbage hot take, but it's a <laughs> hot we'll, take nonetheless.
0: We'll find out next week. So, uh, yeah, And until then, I guess that we'll find out who's, who's smart and who's stupid. I'm what do you think about that prediction, stupid- Paul?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I'm shocked you're not more, more uh, down on that prediction, but um, mm-hmm. maybe Paul's warmer to us. I mean, maybe we're rubbing off on him a bit. M-I-Z. I mean, rubbing off on him, not the way Brian rubs off on him, which that's what i I'm, I, that.
1: I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs>
2: The circuits are getting hot.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, Paul, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Paul, uh, Paul obviously never takes Mizzou, and so it's not even any um, question that he's going to choose uh, LSU for this one. I don't think. Paul, who, who do you think is going to win this game?
1: LSU. Yeah, exactly. Carson,
0: yeah. yeah, so at least he picked a Tiger in uh, the final matchup here. But, gone, I guess let's, let's tie things up with a bow and, and get people to uh, spread the word on the old Mosaic cast, huh?
2: Yeah, it's time for uh, a certain award mm-hmm. that we give every week to uh, a player who exemplifies excellence. Excellence in the way that only can be uh, exemplified by a former quarterback's hair by the name of Kirk Farmer.
1: Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair, Player of the Game.
2: Britton, who do you think?
0: Oh, Shit. Um, you know, I did see. I saw the t- on television. They actually named Truman the Tiger mm-hmm. as the player of the game because wow. he had to do like 495 pushups.
2: <laughs> wow! Yeah,
0: for for the total of the, tonight's game, it is tough to call a, a player of the game in a in a night. whenever. Uh, it came so easily. I don't know. What are you going to give it to? Jamon Moore for having four. I'd touchdowns. say Jamon
2: Moore is a good choice. I mean, he had four touchdowns, and I know this was against what equates to a junior high team but mm-hmm. he had four touchdowns in a game where he had the uh, biggest fumble ever mm-hmm. so it's a nice little bounce back for jamon i'm comfortable with that
0: all right jamon well congratulations for the golden crown huh yeah kirk Farmers hair player of the game jamon Moore.
2: uh how about our next award it's mm-hmm. uh given to uh, who is the douchiest person in college football of the week it's the tj mo douche of the week douche, douche of, the of the week, week.
0: Yeah, this could be a tough one. There's always a few candidates that stand out. Obviously, Colin, I'm going to bring up the the great Clay Travis, who once again trolled Mizzou by showing a picture of a very, very empty stadium, which was, by the way, prior to the start of the game. So it was a non-representative reality, although there were a lot of people who left a 90-degree furrow field after a a yawner of a beatdown.
2: A 58-point first half, that tends to...
0: So, I mean, I'm tempted to give it to Clay Travis. If you got another candidate in mind? We gave it to him last week, so I'm loath to do it twice in a row.
2: But as, as easy a choice as Clay Travis would be, much like T.J. Moe himself, who, you know, could qualify for Douche of the Week almost every week, mm-hmm. um, this thing, this struck me. Ken Starr describes Art Bryles as an honorable man who conducted an honorable program.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds like the opposite of what Art Bryles <laughs> yeah, did.
2: Oh, boy. So, uh... If you guys aren't familiar with Art Bryles is, earlier this year, Art Bryles was dismissed as the head coach of Baylor in the midst of a sexual assault scandal that rocked both the football program and the Baptist University. Not long after the president of the university, Ken Starr, followed the head coach out the door. Uh, but his, he described uh, Art Bryles as an honorable man who conducted an honorable program, an honorable program that also sexually assaulted people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, Ken Starr, I feel like, is a good candidate for the TJ Mo douchebag of the week, douche of the week,
0: I think so too. Especially after hiring Mac Roads,
2: douche of the <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, uh, Ken Starr, the uh, man with a sullied reputation at, at best. You're uh, you're the douche of the week, douche of the, of the week. week. Congratulations. All right. So yeah, so uh, apologize for our sort of uh, I guess uh, down trodden tone this week. We just it, it's hard to get up for a game yeah. like this. I mean, it was it's. It's not even really fun.
2: No. I I mean, mean, it was, like, again, you can't be, it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. I mean, it's. Empty.
0: That's exactly right. It's Just feel empty inside. It's empty calories. Mm -hmm. It's like eating 37 Snickers bars like I did tonight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the moment it seems good to score those touchdowns and eat those Snickers. But Oh,
2: one last thing we could mention is the uh, tweet of the week.
0: Yeah? What do you got
2: there? Uh, I'm going to give it to Rock M Nation, our friends over at Rock M Nation. Um, After the first half of this game. Mizzou Media can't say Barry Odom never opened practice to the public. So this tweet uh, basically says the press box super friends have no reason to complain.
1: Meanwhile, back with the press box super friends.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it's good. They got to see practice finish. So uh, congratulations on your tweet of the week. Well, Mazadcast fans, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of survey results on our website. Be, feel free to uh, fill one out yourself and let us know what you think about the show. We're also getting a lot of new iTunes reviews, which is helping us a lot. So uh, there's a few Mizzou podcasts out there now, and we're, we're struggling to stay up at the top of the heap. So we want to make sure that uh, you guys uh, keep us there. So uh, fill out a five-star review for us. And, you know, while you're at it, maybe put up a one-star review. Uh, review for some of our our, editors, our yeah. competitors. Yeah, let's not just our, our five enemies. star
2: review us and give us great reviews, but take a steamy piss all over all over the competition. Yeah, that might be feel even better
0: to us. Yeah. Um, we as much as we appreciate the five star reviews, we are poor for sports. Ourselves, yeah, we're we're terrible terrible sports and
1: we're terrible human
0: beings. We'd love to look at some of the other mizzou related podcasts and see you guys some of our big fans take vicious vicious yeah. cuts yeah. at our competitors Deep cuts. yeah <laughs> just destroy them make them not be able to sleep at night make their spouses regret their decisions and uh, yeah is I think that's a safe thing to do yeah uh, let's we just want to sick you on our enemies. Mm-hmm. So do that. Give us the five-star reviews and destroy our enemies on iTunes. And, uh, again, send us a tweet at uh, Mazodcast or mazodcast at gmail.com. Request um, Mazodcast stickers. We'd love to send some out to you. It's been a lot of fun this season, uh, expanding the base a little bit. So yeah. until then, uh, next week we hope to bring you a win from Baton Rouge. Yeah,
2: that could be a big episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll be uh, fired up as hell for that one. So till then. This is the Mazodcast, M-I-Z. Z-O-U.